like to pray for a second. Father, I thank you and praise you this evening in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for again, again, Lord, I thank you for what you did on last week for blessing your people with the word, the worship, and also, oh God, this, this uh, the, the prayer. I bless you this evening, oh God, that you are going to show up and show up. I ask that you, as I decrease, that you would increase in me. I pray today, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that all is well with not just with my soul, but with everyone that's going to hear this message today or at a later date. I ask that you will anoint the ears and open the hearts so that they can receive, Father God. Because we need to, John, John chapter uh, 20 and verse 8, you said, Jesus, that you gave them the word and they received the word, Lord. It's okay for us to bring the word, but we need the people to receive it. And so... With your grace and with your mercy, oh God, help us to receive, retain, understand, and apply what we receive in the mighty name of Jesus. And we give you all the praise and the glory. Hallelujah. Give God some praise if you're ready for the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for fresh anointing, oh God. Thank you for fresh anointing today, oh God. Need that, I need that, God, I need that, I needed that. Thank you, Father. Thank you, my King, my God, and my Savior. Bless you today. Amen. So last week we were talking, everybody was talking about the same subject, about walking in spiritual vision, and I wasn't able to preach the whole message because we we're only going to preach for a certain amount of minutes and then we were going to pray, which we're going to do today. So today, hopefully, I will recap on a few things, but hopefully you will get the essence of what I'm bringing today. This is part two. And uh, part one was good, but I believe that part two is going to be even better. Why? I spoke last week about... Um, about our eyes and how important your natural eyes are in the body, which, which is one of the main senses that God has given us. He gave us five senses. I spoke last week about the scapular, the cornea, the iris, and the retina, and the optic nerve, okay, which, which brings, uh, uh, gave the, um, the nerve, the brain, the, the uh, option to, to be able to see. And, and, and I spoke about the electrical impulses and the reaction that happens. And, and I, I was just trying to explain to people last week about how important our natural eye is. But as, as important as our natural eye is, it is not as important as our spiritual eyes. The spiritual eyes, because the natural eyes can only see natural things, but the spiritual eyes can see natural things and spiritual things. Why is that? Because that's the spirit of God that's indwelling in you, that's able to give you, uh, 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 able to let you see what other people can't see. The, the spiritual eyes causes you to see in the spirit, amen. And whether you guys realize or not, the spirit world is just as real as the natural world, amen. And so today I'm going to talk to you about this and I'm going to uh, open up my scripture. I'm going to quickly go to Isaiah 42 and verse 7 and then I'm go after that I'm going to go to uh, James chapter uh, 3 and, and but let's look at I, uh, Isaiah 42 and verse 7 and I'm reading from the New King James Version. So um, 
We're going to see what Isaiah said, but this is what the Lord gave me when I was preparing for this message uh, for the prayer summit. Amen. And again, I have to really make sure that we understand our physical eyes are limited. Our spiritual eye, if we stay connected and we really tap into the Holy Ghost, we can see things that other people can't see. Amen. And according to Isaiah 32 and, and 7, it says, um, 30, Isaiah, um, what did I say? I'm sorry, Isaiah 42, excuse me. Isaiah 42 and verse 7. This is what the scripture is saying here. It says, um, to open the blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house, so God was telling Jesus that he was going to send him through Isaiah. God was telling the people rather through Isaiah that he was going to send Jesus to bring people out of darkness into light. Amen. And so and so tonight, as I as I said, I'm going to recap and I'm going to go back and forth. But I want to go to go. I want you to go with me uh, uh, to James chapter three and verse 13 through 17. James chapter three and verse 13 through 17. And then we're going to get on into this message. Amen. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. I pray that this message is going to bless you and you, James chapter 3 and verse 13 through 17. Amen. Look what the Bible says. James 3 13 through 17. It says um, who is wise and understanding among you let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom but if you have bitter envy self-seeking in your heart do not boast and uh, boast and he and lie against the truth the wisdom does not this wisdom does not descend from above but is earthly sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exists, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruit without partiality and without hypocrisy. What is James saying to us? James is saying, if you intend to walk in spiritual wisdom, you cannot have these things in your heart. You cannot be selfish and you cannot be self-willing and you cannot be, um, um, you know, you, you cannot be um, seeking uh, earthly things and you have to have, you got to have um, um, love and, and joy and peace and it, because in other words James is saying look if you intend to walk in spiritual wisdom and if you intend to be connected to God if you intend for God to show you things that he's not showing other people you've got to be full of the fruit of the spirit if you you cannot be selfish and evil and backbiting and all of that no James is saying no that's not going to work because it's the, as I said last week, I spoke about walking. My name of my message is called "Walking in Spiritual Vision." But 
when you look at the word walk, Jesus said, come follow me. When you look at the word walk, it talks about how you live. You got to live a certain way. You got to walk out your Christianity. You cannot just live any kind of way. You cannot just have these outbursts of anger. You cannot have things just popping up out of your mouth. You got to do like James says in chapter 1 and verse 19. He said, be slow to, to speak, quick to hear, and slow to speak. So if you're going to be slow to speak, you're going to think about what you're going to, how you're going to respond to somebody before you respond to them. Because people are going to rub you the wrong way. But it's okay because if you have the fruit of the Spirit, you're going to understand long-suffering. And when God sees that you're long-suffering, He's going to begin to show you things that He doesn't show other people. So... As we begin to walk in spiritual vision, remember, it won't happen unless our eyes are open to the things of God. Many people may say, what is spiritual vision? And spiritual vision and wisdom, are they the same? Well, they, they intertwine with others. And how do you know? Because some of us talked about spiritual wisdom. Some of us talked about spiritual vision. I spoke about spiritual vision because that's how God gave it to me. But on Friday night, uh, Dr. Dye spoke about spiritual wisdom. But my point that I'm trying to make to you tonight is this thing, it has to come. You gotta be so connected to the Holy Ghost. You gotta be so connected to God. You gotta be so into this word. You, it's like God will speak. You know, God is speaking to us all the time. But many times we are not, we're so busy. Because the world is pulling you every which way. And everything is going on. I've, I've gotten to, I got a new thing going on now. Uh, you know, I talk about the Muslims all the time. But guess what? You can learn something from a donkey. Amen. And what I start doing now, I used to pray three times a day, but I would put the phone in my pocket and put it in my ear and listen to the word. But now guess what? What I start doing is I go and I pull a chair and I sit down. And I give God my undivided attention. And if you have that kind of time, we ought to be doing that. What am I saying? I, I, I told you guys this many times. I've been at the airport and i watched the Muslim. I don't care where they are. They will pull that little mat out. And I don't care who's around. And they're going to get on their knees and they're going to pray to whoever they're praying to. Oh, yes. I've seen it many, many times at the airport and wherever else. We must come to a place where we got to come up higher. We got to come up higher. We got to make vertical steps. See, we got to put to death the deeds of the body. Romans chapter 8 and verse 13 says this, and let's look at that. We got to put to death this, the deeds of the body. Because it's going to cause us a lot of problem. It says, Romans chapter 8 and verse 13. It says, for if you live, listen, according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. If you really want to walk in spiritual vision or spiritual wisdom, you've got to die to the flesh. Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me how many times? Daily. Not once a month. Not once a week. Daily. 
this is a thing where we as Christians, God is saying, look, I told you guys, I read this, I saw this um, thing where I, I have a video, it's called The Lazarus Connection, I'm sure you can buy it. And the man, the angel took him to hell, he died and he didn't forgive his wife. And the angel took him to heaven first. And even the flowers are worshiping God. And I just saw this thing and so then they took him to hell and the angel said if it was your time to go, would you, um, you think you would go to heaven? He said, of course, I'm a pastor. The angel said, really? Well, you didn't forgive your wife this morning. She begged you to forgive her and you wouldn't. So we, as people of God, we need to begin to not just read the word, what it said, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. We need to take the word of God very seriously if we intend for God to do what he's called us to do. If we intend for God to glorify himself through us, we need to take this word seriously. We got to learn it and then we got to begin to walk in it, which means that we got to live it. Amen. According to First uh, 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 um, Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9, the Bible talks about eyes have not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Do you love Jesus? Do you love him? Because if you love him, you're going to take time to walk with him. You're going to take time to make some vertical steps that's bringing you closer to heaven. Amen. We need to begin to walk in spiritual vision. The Bible says that in the last days, I will pour up my spirit on all flesh and your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Well, guess what? Unfortunately, we're not seeing the vision. It's not that God don't want to show us the vision. It's because we are not taking the time to do this. It's like the woman of God just said, Jesus says, I'm coming soon. I'm coming quickly. But do you understand that people don't really believe that? They don't believe it. How do you know they don't believe it? From the way they live their lives. They don't believe it. And so we have to make sure that we exemplify Jesus Christ because you may be the only Jesus that everybody, anybody ever get to read. You may be the only Bible that somebody get to read. But again, if you are walking in the wisdom and the vision of God, like I said last week, everybody have a vision, but what is God's vision? What is God's vision? His vision is to bring souls into the kingdom. That's his vision, and we got to, what they say, write the vision and make it plain? We got to catch the vision. God, what is your vision? Okay, I got it, so now I'm going to walk in that vision, and I'm going to walk in spiritual vision, glory be to God. So as I continue here, I just want you to understand, because the moment that God sees that we are walking in his vision, in other words, the moment God sees our faith, meaning complete trust in him, he opens our vision and helps us to realize how he has been walking behind the scenes all the time. He's been right behind you. He's been with you. There's people, I have a woman that's calling me and she's 
Weary me thin, but that's okay. I'm trying to have the patience of Job. And she thinks that God has not forgiven her. She thinks that she's going to hell. And I'm saying, well, you must not believe the Bible. God says if you confess your faults, he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's the truth. God cannot lie. Amen. But as I said, we, we got to come to that place where we begin to let God see our faith. Look, this is worth repeating. I've said it many times and I'll say it again. The Bible says that Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. God says, Abraham, I want you to go and sacrifice your son. He said, go to a place that I will show you. Will. Now, you, God, you're sending me on a journey, but you're not telling me where to go. From what I understand of reading that passage, Sister Ali, it didn't matter which way Abraham went. Whatever way he started to walk, that was the way. The Bible said Abraham believed God. Abraham could have gone north, south, east, or west. It didn't matter. The moment he put that first step forward, that was the way. That was the right place. And that's what God is. God is looking. God wants to show us more of what's in his heart. He wants to show us more. But we are not catching his vision. We have to make sure that we catch the vision of God. There's vision here and vision there. The Bible says my people perish for lack of uh, uh, where there's no vision. Uh, the people will perish. But guess what? If we don't have God's vision, it doesn't matter what we do. We need to have God's vision. I think about the, the four men that brought the man on, on the, the, the map and, and, and put him down in front of Jesus. They tore up the man's house. The Bible says, when he saw their faith, when he sees our faith, he's going to begin to show us more. He's going to begin to open up the heavens so that we can see things that no other people can't see. But he's got to see that you really believe in what he has said. He's, you've got to believe this written word. A lot of people do not understand. But we, just, we can't just read the Bible. We got to read the Bible and then read the Bible. Amen. In other words, I got to make sure that when I get, I was having a, a meeting with a young woman yesterday and I was sharing with her because sometimes you'll see a sentence in this word, in, in the Bible, you'll see a paragraph or maybe one verse and there's one word in that verse, one word that's going to open up the scripture to you. One word. It's going to open it up to you. And that's God elevating you to that next level where you can begin to see what, in other words, because the Bible says, Jesus says, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So when you look at this one word in this Bible and God begin to give you layers and layers of understanding, glory be to God, now you can understand what it means when you read this particular scripture. Why? Because you didn't understand it before, but it will only come to your understanding when God begins to open it up to you. It doesn't matter. You can read. I, I looked at something 
the other day and I, I read something the other day and when I looked at this, I know about Jehovah Gomorrah. I've read this passage of scripture. I've read the Bible at least a dozen times since I've been saved from cover to cover. From cover to cover. And yesterday, I read Isaiah 51 and verse, uh, I believe it was 16. And I don't, I don't remember seeing this one particular word. The God of recompense. Jehovah Gimole. And the, the Spirit of God started to speak to me. He started to speak to me. God is going to bring recompense on this country. Showed me. I mean, as many times as I have read Jeremiah, one of my favorite books, yesterday was the first time in, Je in chapter 51 where I saw God of recompense. But what happened is God, God is seeing that I'm hungry and God wants to see that you guys are hungry. And when he begins to see how hungry you are, then he begins to open up the scripture and he's going to give you layers of understanding. Glory be to God so that you can glorify him. Uh, edify your sister and your brother and horrify Satan. Amen. And so we need to make sure that we understand. Now, I don't have a lot of time. I'm going to try to rush through this, but I want you to see that there is <clears throat> the inner vision is the most common type of vision. There's three types of vision. And the, uh, uh, the inner vision, I want to look at this because I, I, I talked too long already, but anyway, you have your inner vision you got your open vision and you have your trance. I'm going to try to do the best that I can in these last few minutes. The inner vision is the most common type of vision believers experience. But it's also, if I may say, the least kind. Because in this kind of vision, your natural sense are not suspended. The vision is occurring inside you. So you are seeing with the eye of your heart the inner man. The eyes of your understanding. Amen. And so we see here. And then. What am I talking about? In, 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 if you want to know what I'm talking about. Look at 2 Kings chapter 5 and verse 26. And he said unto him. He went out. not what, what, I, I, In other words. Let me paraphrase here for a second. Gehe, um, Elisha was telling Gehazi. Why do you go off to run after the man to get some gifts? You want gifts. This is not time to be begging for gifts. And, 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 and see, didn't my heart goes with you? In other words, God opened Elisha's eyes to see that, that Gehazi was doing something out of, out of the order. Okay, And then you got open vision. And open vision is different from the inner vision in that in this type, what is... Being revealed is shown to you like a screen placed in front of you. You're seeing it in front of you. It seems as though what is shown to you is placed in front of you. At times it looks as though the vision is projected right in front of you. Amen. Then you have your trance. The trance is the highest kind of the tree of the natural sense and the art that's suspended. We, are, we see here the example of when Paul was laying on the housetop because he was hungry and he was in a trance and the sky opened up and God showed him. He said, rise, Peter, kill and eat. 
And then the, 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 the thing went up three times. And Peter said, uh, Lord, I've never eaten anything unclean or so and so, but I'm just paraphrased. But what I'm trying to say to you is this. That's the most, that's, that's the vision that's even more powerful than the other two. Why? Because you, God, in other words, God's going to pull back the scroll. He's going to open up the sky and let you see. But again, you got to be connected. As I close, Ephesians 1 and 18 says, to have the eye of your heart enlightened requires that our conscience, mind, emotion, and will, which are the components of our heart, be thoroughly dealt with. So that takes me back to James chapter 3 and verse 17. We must walk in the fruit of the Spirit in order to walk in spiritual vision. We must. We cannot have backbiting and envy and strife and confusion and expect God is going to show you these things. He's not. He's not. So all those who receive, like I said, so it says here, all those who receive Christ become spiritually awakened and should want to follow Jesus like blind Bartimaeus. The Bible says in Mark 10, 36 to 52, and I'm not going there because I don't have the time, but it's, yes, I do, I do, I do, I have that time. Let's look at that. Mark chapter 10 and verse uh, 36 through 52. Talking about blind Bartimaeus. I want you to notice something here. This is powerful, very powerful. It says, uh, 36 through 52. It says, and he said, what do you want me to do for you? Then he said, grant us that we may sit one in your right hand, oh, this was, oh, and uh, Mark, yeah, 10, Mark 10 and um, 36 through 52. So this was when the two apostles was trying to get to sit next to Jesus. And they said, Jesus said to them, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to, to drink the cup that my father has given me and he baptized and be baptized with baptism? I am baptized with, they said to him, we are able. I'm going to stop right there because we have to understand if we want to walk in spiritual vision, we have to learn how to be locked into God. Our relationship must be consummated. Consummated. You know when you get married, you got to consummate the relationship. Amen. Well, our relationship must be consummated so that God can be glorified. There's a lot of people that got saved and they never opened this book. They never opened the book to enjoy the gift that was given to them. So tonight I pray that you heard something that's going to help you to come a little closer. Come in a little closer. Because when God opened Bartimaeus' eye, guess what he did? He followed Jesus. And that's what we need to be doing. God bless you. And I hope that uh, you got something tonight. Give God some praise.
prayer.